episode of All You Need to Know is brought to you by Union Bank of India. Good people to bank with. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 5th of December. Here's everything that you need to know at the start of your day. The top story we're tracking this morning is the Cyclone Mishong, which is situated off the eastern coast of India. It has now intensified into a severe cyclonic storm. It is currently over the Bay of Bengal and is likely to head towards Andhra Pradesh coast based on its current trajectory. Most of Chennai remains submerged due to heavy rain and flooding has been reported from low-lying areas in Chennai and three people have been reported dead. As per the latest information that we have at the point of recording this podcast, the cyclone is expected to make landfall between Nellore and Machalipatna. If you're in the area, stay safe. Take a look at global markets now. US stocks declined and yields inched higher. Also, gold has retreated from record highs as traders considered the possibility that aggressive pricing of Fed rate cuts may have gone too far. Gold hit a record high of around $2,135 a troy ounce in New York, but then slid. As of this morning, it was trading around $2,050. Brent crude has stabilized around $78.3 to the barrel, this after a slide from the over $80 in recent past. Saudi Arabia has said that the recent cuts by the OPEC Plus will be honored in full and could in fact be extended. This is being seen as the kingdom pushing back against skepticism of the efficacy of the curbs that were announced just last week. Turning to some news from back home, the Securities Appellate Tribunal has overturned the SEBI's 2021 order against Mukesh Ambani and his groups Mumbai and Navi Mumbai Special Economic Zones in a case involving alleged manipulative trading in shares of Reliance Petroleum. The appellate tribunal rejected the finding by the adjudicating officer that Ambani and Navi Mumbai SEZ had prior knowledge of the manipulative trades by Reliance Industries. Now, Baiju Ravindran, who is the founder, as you know, of Baiju's, has pledged his home as well as those owned by his family members to raise money for paying employees as the company battles a cash crunch. That's based on a Bloomberg report. Two homes owned by the former billionaire's family in Bengaluru and his under-construction villa in Epsilon were offered as collateral to borrow $12 million and the startup has used the funds to pay salaries to 15,000 employees in Baiju's parent firm Think and Learn yesterday. Meanwhile, an annual general meeting to approve the much-delayed FY22 earnings of Baiju's has been called for on the 20th of December. The results have been delayed multiple times and in fact, there is no word yet on the FY23 results. In international news, Israel is pushing military operations further into southern Gaza Strip with uh, reports of strikes last night hitting the territory's second largest city as the war against Hamas ramps up again. The increased fighting comes as the US warns Israel that it must curtail civilian deaths in Gaza and that the destruction seen in the north should not be repeated in the drive south to root out Hamas. That's a Bloomberg report. Meanwhile, the head of the World Health Organization has asked Israel to reverse an order to empty medical warehouses in the southern Gaza Strip, sounding the alarm about an impending humanitarian crisis in the region. 
And finally, some news for the avid gamers out there. Rockstar Games has released the first trailer for GTA 6 yesterday, giving fans a glimpse of what is likely to become one of the industry's top-selling titles. The game will be released in 2025, according to a company statement. What we know so far is that there's going to be a male and a female protagonist and that it is set in Miami. And then turning back to international markets to close this out, we have sharper cuts in the Asian markets this morning with all three early risers losing ground. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Neeraj. How's it looking today? Good morning, Alex. Well, after a big bazooka day yesterday, uh, don't be surprised if today is not, I mean, today won't match up yesterday for sure. I'm not saying there'll be a downtick or a, or a whimper, but you might well see the markets looking a tad bit sedate relative to what's happened in trade yesterday. And naturally so, because yesterday was the first big reaction and we did this despite the global markets not looking all that strong. In, I mean, as in, weren't too weak except for Asia. But the point is US markets overnight have been lower. Stock futures have inched lower in the US and Asia too is looking soft. So we have a confluence of a big rally plus soft global queues impacting our markets in the session today. So very likely that we might uh, not have a big bang follow through. But we had a follow through day yesterday, right? I mean, uh, Friday was strong and the Nifty uh, was up 1.5% on volumes, which are higher than Friday's session. So that is the key thing. It was a follow through day yesterday, which usually an augurs well for a continuation of an uptrend. Technical experts, in fact, suggest that banks can continue performing for the very short term. And therefore, that is a pocket that you most likely watch out for. And therefore, very likely that defenses won't be in favor in the very short term. We saw we saw glimpses of that yesterday. Pharma wasn't the strongest. Media, which doesn't have any cues per se, kind of stayed on the sidelines. Uh, IT, we know, has been a bit, uh, bit lackadaisical the last few days, weeks. So all of these are signs that defenses are not in favor. Currently, the momentum is in favor of uh, rate-sensitive stocks which haven't moved and we have a policy coming up on the 8th. So all of that might have a bearing. So let's wait and watch. Uh, in terms of uh, stocks to watch, well, there are a clutch of names that uh, I think would be uh, in, in focus uh, in, in the session today because you would you would probably see uh, the likes of uh, IEX, which has posted a very strong uh, update or a reasonably strong update, let me put it that way, for the month of November. Volumes were up about 17.5% YOY. Total electricity volume was up about 13%. So maybe this stock reacts a little bit. Maybe Kulshan Polyols reacts a little bit because companies exceeded order of 572 crores to supply ethanol to OMCs. So and, and this only builds on to the earlier ones uh, that the company has gotten. So that could be in focus. Camps, a lot of marquee investors have bought in, including Adia. Would be interesting to see what happens there. And you know, everybody wants a slice of the Indian capital marketplace. So CAMS, CDSL, the brokerages, all of those could be in focus. Moil, the company's manganese ore production jumped 35% YOY uh, to 1.62 lakh tons. So that could be in focus as well. Uh, DCB Bank, the promoters, has expressed interest to invest up to 10 million. It's just a small number, but who knows? This could bring about a bit of a move with the stock as well. So that's to be watched out for. 
where there is a bit of a bit of an indecision, if you will, is on around HCL Tech. Uh, now, keep in mind what's happening in HCL Tech is that the company announced that one of its top 15 clients, which is State Street, has insourced the BPO operations. Uh, the arrangement effective first quarter FY25. Yeah, a lot of these people might believe that if they are doing this, uh, would this, uh, and because it's such a large client for HCL, uh, will this have uh, an issue? Now, two things, there's no financial impact. While HCL loses about $100 million of revenues, uh, as a part of divesture, they would receive about $170 million plus net the book value on the date of closing as per a note of Nomura. So that is one thing. Uh, it doesn't impact the other contracts with HCL Tech. It only impacts the BPO contract uh, for HCL Tech. And it remains among the top 15 clients in the IT services business. So I doubt that this is a material impact on HCL Tech, if any. But um, watch out for this one. Uh, could be in focus. And then watch out for MMFSL. It, it released its... Uh, quarterly update or other monthly update of November. And from the looks of it, uh, the collection efficiency remains weak and some signs of growth momentum slowing as per notes. So disbursements grew 16%, but it was on a soft base, of course. But October plus November cumulative disbursements have grown only 8%. And this is a slowdown uh, from the 13% YOI disbursement growth in the second quarter of uh, FI24. So that is an issue. Uh, reported OEM moderated to 26% from 30%. It's a high number, but, uh, you know, marginally below estimates. It's just that it's contrary to the typical trend of improving month-on-month -month collection efficiency. Uh, also, that efficiency too declined as well. So let's wait and watch if MMFSL has a bit of a negative reaction. Um, Nomura has a positive note on federal banks, so that's to be kept in mind as well. With this, it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. This episode of All You Need to Know is brought to you by Union Bank of India. Good people to bank with.